welcome to the Over a Third podcast, the Edge of the Crowds Netball podcast. I'm Sarah and today I'm joined by Ellie and Ariana. How are you both? I'm doing well, thanks. I'm looking forward to finally having some international netball, although it's going to be a few late nights and early mornings with the time difference. Same here. Um, it's going to be interesting with the time difference, but we should be good to go. I think it helps having you over in New Zealand, Ariana, a little bit later, a little bit ahead yeah. of us. So it'll be slightly better timings for you. Yes, yeah, some six and eight o'clock ones, which is okay with me. Yeah, definitely much better than our 3 15 a.m. But that's okay. We're so excited to see the Diamonds, the Silver Ferns, the Roses, and the Proteas hit the court uh, in London this weekend. Um, and throughout next week as well. So we'll start with the big news out of the Roses camp though, and that's that Joe Harton unfortunately has got stuck in Australia. She caught COVID, um, which there was a lot of restrictions in place we knew for the Diamonds and the Ferns. So we wonder whether the same was in place for the Roses. But yeah, unfortunately, it means that she cannot travel overseas, uh, which means she won't take the court for the Roses. And it's a big loss for the Roses, Ellie. Yeah, it certainly is. And if it's the situation in Sydney is anything like the one here in Melbourne, um, every second person's catching COVID. So it's almost hard to just escape it in general. But yeah, it's a huge loss, especially um, the chance to see the combination of um, Helen Housby and Joe Harton was something I was really looking forward to. But the luckily for the Roses, they do have a lot of depth in that side with the likes of Georgina Fisher um, waiting in the wings to be able to step out on court. I mean, they don't just lose a player, they lose a lot of leadership and experience as well, um, Ariana. How do they combat that? How do they, I guess, bring these younger shooters up and get them uh, plenty of court time? Well, luckily, they have quite a capped team already, so they already have a lot of leadership. I don't think there's anyone who hasn't played for the Roses before, which is pretty good for them. And then also uh, George Fisher has played obviously over in New Zealand for a bit. So she's played with some of the players who will be in the Silver Ferns. So she'll have that sort of experience, but I think they'll be okay. You know, they've got, they really do have a lot of leadership and I think that will serve them really well. I think the other question is as well um, that came up uh, with the news that she wouldn't play this quad series is that it's obviously the only real lead-in tournament to the Com Games. So does she retain her place in the squad? I mean, another strong Super Netball season, you would 100% put her in. But it does open the doors, I guess, for another combination to sort of cement that place in the Roses squad. And therefore, will she see as much court time in the Com Games? I guess that's another question. I mean, for me, I feel like she's a lock already. I mean, I haven't personally seen um, the... Some of the other shooters obviously playing, um, watch, trying to watch the Super League here is quite difficult. But um, she's a gold medal medalist for the Com Games for a reason. Um, she's got that really strong connection with Helen Housby and then as well with the likes of Sabrina Guthrie having played together at the Giants for at the Giants' first two years. So I wouldn't be so worried. Um, obviously... If she was an Australian player, I'd do anything to have her in our goal circle. But um, so, yeah, I don't see her slipping out of that squad. It would be it will be good to see sort of other people come in and take on that role, though. If they're good, you know, they might give her a run for her money. 
absolutely. I think there's a, a few combinations like that across all four teams where you go, a chance on court this quad series really could change the shape of a team um, heading into that com games. I mean, we still have four, four months, five months of netball before they even get into a camp situation for uh, the com games. So there's a lot of time to prove yourself, but equally this quad series at an international level is a really good chance. Um, we've got a lot of milestones as well in this quad series. So Jeeva Mentor will hit the will hit her 150th cap when she hits the court um, for the first game. So that's opening game against uh, South Africa. She debuted in 2001. She's been around for a long time. Yeah. I don't think Where I know. Is. Yeah, I don't think I know netball without Jeeva. I was obviously a 2001 baby, so I was probably like four or five months old when she um actually debuted. But, yeah, um, she's that player that I don't ever see her retiring. It's going to be very weird to find, to watch netball without Jeeva. Yeah, let's hope that day doesn't come anytime soon because uh, I think we'll all miss her out on court if she ever did retire, which we know that's coming eventually. But for now, 150 caps, it's a pretty big achievement claps for that yep um we also have uh liz watson to make her 50 caps in the second game and then also we have gina crampton and kayla johnson uh who are two and three tests away from playing their 50th silver ferns test match as well so it's a lot of milestones to come out of this uh, weekend and a lot of things to celebrate for sure. Um, we're also going to be celebrating with the South African Spa Proteas. Uh, Durrett Badenhorst uh, will coach South Africa for the first time in a quad series because obviously we haven't had one for two, two years, three years. So um, she took over from Norma Plummer but hasn't actually coached against um, all three other teams, Roses, Diamonds and Silver Ferns. So that'll be an interesting chance for South Africa. I'm really excited to see what they'll do. I, I, it's so quite difficult to find information about them. So they're really going to be a surprise for me when I watch them. It'll be interesting to see them sort of under another coach and also missing, you know, the powerhouse that is Carla Pretorius as well. Definitely. I think, Ellie, you said before that uh, they are, have had the most games under their belt from the 2021 um, international season, I guess you could say. So they've, I think they've had double, almost triple what most other teams have had and certainly triple what Australia has played because we know they haven't played many. Um, how does that help them going into this series? So obviously South Africa played the 18 tests. Um, they have, they, have won all 18 games and they've only lost two quarters and drew two of those quarters as well. Um, but they haven't played a nation above them on the rankings. So obviously they've had experience against the lower ranked sides, but um, they're in the big leagues now playing against obviously the Roses, the Silver Ferns and the Diamonds. But yeah, as you said, they've had probably the most, they've, they certainly have the most experience in this pool. So that could, um, that could, I guess, go a long way in trying giving it a red hot crack and trying to grab the win. Yeah, definitely. I think the time together is going to be really beneficial, like the time they've spent in on court together for the past year. When you look at 
and talking to some of the Diamonds players last week, like they have spent such little time together on court playing against anyone other than themselves. Like they've really only child these combinations that they're playing with um, against themselves and against like the men's teams from the local area that they were training in. So Sunshine Coast, they played against the Queensland men's team, that sort of thing. Like, um, because even in the Constellation Cup last year, we didn't see that Kara Conan, Seth Wood combination in the Australian dress. We didn't see, um, Buetta didn't play that series either, did she? No. No. So like you've got the, that goal circle is completely different and has had no um, real trial against a team of any calibre, that's for sure. Yeah, um, certainly interesting come, um, come what, first game come so quickly the first game is on Sunday so it's going to be very interesting to see I know it feels like we've been talking about this for so long but then at the same time it's crept up so quickly um let's jump into that Australian lineup and how we think they are going to uh, start against the Silver Ferns on Sunday um we had a go at picking the team Ellie yeah who did we have so um I certainly, well, I took from this is I'm glad I'm not a diamond selector. Um, so in goal shooter, we had Kara Conan. In goal attack, we had Gretel Bueta. In wing attack, we had Liz Watson. In centre, we had Kate Maloney. In wing defence, we had Ash Brazel. In goal defence, we had Joe Weston. And in goalkeeper, the reigning Liz Ellis diamond winner in Courtney Bruce. Absolutely. That defensive end, very strong. That attacking end, untrialed, <laughs> but that's fine. Ariana, what do you what do you think about our seven? And is there, is there anyone that you would have tried to slot in there ahead of some of the other players? Oh, I really want to see Steph and Cara go for it. I mean, like, I know you can't ignore Gretel, but, you know, they're a combination that have done so well in the Super Netball series that you know, they're quarantining together. So they definitely have like a connection, <laughs> of course. But so I probably would have picked them, but it's, yeah, it's definitely hard to ignore that Gretel is probably, well, is better and more experienced. Yeah, definitely more experienced. And when you've got um, the young star in Kara Conan, you do want that, real confident goal attack yes. that it can kind of run the entire attack end on her own. Um, so, yeah, I, uh, that's personally why I put Gretel in there. But I also love that supernatural combination and I do love that there are some supernatural combinations in this squad. In the midcourt, we've got Kate and Liz and in the defensive end, we've got Sarah and Maddie Turner from New South Wales Swifts who are obviously a really strong defensive combination because they just won the super netball. So um, it's a real chance to see some of those uh, combinations that we see week in, week out at domestic level, really try and put it on for Australia in an international test. Yep, definitely. And we've also got um, potentially, if she can make her debut, we've got uh, Courtney Bruce and Sunday Ariane from the... Um, um, I did speak to Courtney, I think it was last week, and she did She did say that she feels that combination is very strong and hoping that um, Sunday can pull on the green and gold. 
So hopefully, I mean, I'd personally love to see Sunday in a green dress, green and gold dress, sorry. Um, but yeah, that, but those connections are so strong and having a relatively uh, almost two years with little to no international netball, having those pre-existing uh, combinations would be um, really beneficial for the Diamonds, I feel. But then again, I'm also looking forward to seeing some of the new combinations come together. Absolutely. And I, I think they all see that opportunity to work with other players as well. Like they obviously train so much with their super netball team. And so that opportunity to um, learn from others, pick up different things from others, um, learn how to develop a quick connection um, on court. It's something that they can then take back to their super netball um, team and continue um, and, and sort of build those combinations even further. I know for um, the Lightning girls, they've got a sort of a newer shooting circle and they've got another youngster in there. So they've got to practice and and learn from each other about how they develop that really quick connection and um, sort of adapt on court so quickly. And I think that's a real strength of this Diamonds team is the flexibility in it as well. I think the combinations are really going to depend on whether they're really going in there to win or they're really going in to use this as sort of prep for the competitions leading on because if they're sort of not going in there with the, like obviously you want to win but yeah there's bigger there's bigger fruit <laughs> um, <laughs> you know they I would I'd like to see all the all the new players come out and give it a go because you can sort of only see how they go on that stage when you put them out there Exactly. And I think we saw that um, like Sophie Dwyer really stepped up once given the opportunity last year um, because of the injury to Kira Austin. So, you know, and there's no reason she can't then step up again to the international stage. And I'd really love to see her, even if it's just a half out of the four games, like that's a real opportunity to see how she goes. And if she gets that opportunity in the first couple of games, well, she can really take that position. I mean, that's exactly what Conan, Cara Conan did um, in the Constellation Cup against New Zealand last year. Was she was given the opportunity because they benched Bassett and she ran with it. She kept that position for the third and fourth games quite strongly. So I think, that, that, yeah, there's opportunity to step up wherever. Um, and I think in that mid-court as well, there's so much flexibility and so many... Like the players can really play any of those three positions. I mean, generally speaking, a mid-quarter can do that. But these three, these five in particular, those three positions, they're not settled. They're not, um, you know, set in stone ahead of the game. And they can change quite a lot throughout the game each quarter. We had Braz in wing defence, Ellie, but you could really see Jamie Lee Price taking that position first game, second game as well. Um, and... Paige Hadley in wing attack or centre as well. Um, so, I mean, what are the options, I guess, if we if things aren't going to plan in that first quarter or first half, what are the options there? Yeah, it's. I think, um, and Stacey said in her presser last week, that the, whole, the aim of this squad was to really bring in that versatility. Um, obviously, with COVID, we don't know what's going to happen. Um, but yeah, so um, I actually, especially in those early games of Super Netball, I actually liked seeing Paige Hadley up in wing defence. Um, she really stopped the, I 
believe I remember watching her against the Firebirds and she really stopped um, Lara Dunkley and Gemma Maimai from um, having a big impact. And they, of course, went on to win that game. So she's another one that can go back into wing defence, but all those positions are, are really covered. And if something's not going um, the Diamonds way, they're able to switch it up and kind of um, keep the opposition guessing. The Ferns actually sort of have a similar situation where they have a lot of players who are able to switch around, you know, from goal to wing attack or something. So I'd like to see some of that happening from them as well as the Diamonds. Speaking of the Silver Ferns, Ariana, you've got a very young shooting circle. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that young shooting circle? And, and who do you see being the first combo they try? I think they'll put... Um, Maya Wilson and Tiana Matura out first. That sort of seems the most logical for me. But Grace Nowicki, she's pretty good too. But the thing is, neither Tiana, Tiana or Grace have that sort of experience. Tiana more so, as I did write in the article. But I think both of them will get a go. Um, be interested to see how they go and whether they can keep progressing when... Amelia Ann Ekinazio comes back, depending on when that is. Well, she's come back before after having a child, so she probably will be back. But I think they'll be fine based on what I saw playing with the English Roses and the men's team. So, yeah, I'm keen. Yeah, I think as we've spoken about with the Diamonds, I think the Silverfans are similarly placed in that it's a really good opportunity to see some youngsters coming through and also some mums return um, and play, um, particularly in that defensive end, um, to see them come back in. They're going to have another impact for the Silverfans and I think they're really well placed to challenge the Diamonds and the Roses for the win at this quad series. I really do think they're they're in with a chance. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how these games go because there's obviously some different rules happening across the different leagues. In, Australia, in the Australian League, we definitely have some different rules that are going to make it interesting to see how the players adapt going back to those international rules. I mean, they're adaptive players. They, they are used to the traditional rules of netball. So the super netball is a bit of a step away from that, but they'll be able to adapt back into those traditional rules. But it'll be interesting because they, they can't just call a timeout. They can't just, you know, when things aren't working, which I don't know. I don't know how that's going to go. I, I don't know that we saw any change in the uh, Constellation Cup last year. I, I don't think there was really any issue, but they'd also only been playing with those rules for a year. So now going into it, having played it for a second year, um, getting used to calling that time out when things aren't going well. How, how do you change um, a game or how do you change a quarter uh, when it's 15 minutes long, things aren't going well at the six-minute mark, you can't just stop and have a chat? Yeah. yeah. I'm interested also to see, you know, we know Steph Wood can sink the long bombs, so I'm interested to see whether that will be utilised as well. Like, she can do it and if defense is giving her a hard time I want to see her like obviously it's not two points it's just one point but I think she's good enough where it's sometimes worth the risk for her to do it sort of further out having Conan under the post to take that rebound as well will give her more exactly. confidence <laughs> um yeah. or even if Gretel's playing in goal shooter for something different um they're both 
tall enough players that they can reach over any defender, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, I, I guess without the incentive there of it being worth two, how often does she just go for it? Um, but we've seen her do that for the Diamonds before. So yeah, I'm, I'd definitely be keen to see her um, keep using that long bomb because yeah, it's pretty specky. Uh, Sophie Dwyer was actually one that surprised me last year as well with those long bombs. So wouldn't mind her testing out that if she, if she gets on court this series. Well, with the series coming up this weekend, let's have a go at some tipping. Um, I'm not the greatest at this. Generally can't predict much, but let's have a let's have a go at tipping who we think is going to win out of the Silver Ferns and Australia this coming Sunday morning because that's the two teams that we are most familiar with. Um, so Ellie, who's going to win? Silver Ferns Australia. Oh, I feel I feel bad going against the um going against the diamonds, but I have a funny feeling that the silver ferns are going to take the win. Ooh, Ariana? I mean, I hope it's the silver ferns. <laughs> and I think I think they've got that edge, especially first game. Like the diamonds could come back and beat them maybe later on, but I think at least for the first game, silver ferns for the win. I'm going to have to say that I also agree. Um, I think that first game, it'll be interesting because they're both obviously travelling. They're both obviously travelled over there. It's a fairly long way from New Zealand and Australia to England. So that adjustment, but they've both had more than a week there. So you would hope that they're up and about. But first game back, I really do think the Silver Ferns might just have the edge over Australia. I mean, I'd love to see Australia win, but I do think I have to agree with you both, Silver Ferns. Might just have the edge. What about who's going to win? Who's going to play in the final um, on Thursday morning next week? And who's going to win? Um, so I think it's going to be between the Silver Ferns and the Roses. And um, I'm going to go with the Roses for the win. Um, they've obviously got four players over 100 test caps in Jay Clark, Jeeva Mentor, Ebony Asuro Brown, and Serena Guthrie, so that's a lot of experience that I don't think that um, many of the other teams don't have. So I think it's very hard to look away from the Roses this series. I've got to agree with you there. I think it will be Ferns and Roses too. Would love if it was the Ferns who win, but like looking at the numbers, you know, they don't really have the advantage. The Roses definitely do, and also just because they haven't had to travel They've been able to play a few more games. They're at home, you know. I, I think they're going to get the win. I have to agree. All right. I do think the Roses are also the, the team to beat, really. They're, they're the reigning Com Games gold medalists. They're just in such a good position as well at the moment, even with Hart and Out. They've got incredible strength in their shooting lineup um, and they're I mean, we know the defence is incredibly strong and you can't go past the midcourt either. So I do have to agree. I think it'll be Ferns and Roses and I do think the Roses will get the win there. Um, I think that's all we've got time for uh, in our predictions for this quad series. But next week we'll be back to wrap up uh, the quad series that was and, and wrap up all of the news out of the games that we have from Sunday morning through to Thursday morning. So as I said, we're at our new home at the Edge of the Crowd and you can check it out at edgeofthecrowd.com and follow us on all your favourite social media. 
platforms. So we're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Edge of the Crowd. As for us here at Over a Third, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Over a Third Pod. Uh, and thank you so much, Ellie and Ariana, for joining me today to chat some netball. Thank you, Sarah. <laughs> Thank you.